Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game and savvy, y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Man of Mindsets podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting here with the wonderful D. D, what's up? What's popping? What's up? What's up? How you doing today? It's a great day today. It's Friday. It's a great day because it's got another great episode. But before we start this episode, I'd like to advise everyone to please subscribe, rate, like, leave that five-star review, all those great things, share it, all those things. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And get right to it. So today we got another special guest. We got a woman on the show that's killing it. And it, we, we had to get this episode done, so I'm extre- <laughs> I'm extremely excited to have her here. So get straight to it. Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank y'all so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is beautiful. We, we excited we to have you. We appreciate you flying like, all the way out. Yes, I had to fly out. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I knew, I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. So let's get straight into it. So for the people who this may be their first time seeing you, they, they, they like I said, they, they might be under a rock. They ain't paying attention. Right. Do you mind just, get, just give us some background and so let our <laughs> listeners know who you are? Absolutely. So um, my name is Ellie, aka Ellie Talks Money. I'm a business coach. Um, And I started my business in the pandemic, like Mm -hmm. with my stimulus check after divorce at my mom's house. I mean, I think what people know the most about me is I turned that $1,200 stimulus check into $1.2 million in 10 months. See, see, that's how I heard of you. I said, I'm I'm going to keep it real. That's how I'm like. I think somebody um, told me, they said, you heard about the girl that turned a STEMI to a million dollars? I'm like, what? Like, who? <laughs> who did? I'm like, who <laughs> like, did? What? So let's get straight into that. So how did you turn? Because so, what, what was the STEMI? $1,200? Yes. $1,200. So you turned $1,200 to a million dollars, and you said 10 months. In 10 months. So how did, like, how did you do that? <sighs> so let me tell y'all what I bought with okay. my stimulus check, roughly. So I put some money aside to actually form my LLC. And in California, y'all know it's like, what? Two hundred dollars, something like that. I don't yeah, remember. something like that. I something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a ring light. I upgraded my phone. I paid some money to like design my website and get a domain name, which at the time was Ellie's Ravella, which is my name. Um, and then I paid for Canva, you know, to do right, my right, own right. graphic design, make mm-hmm. my little Instagram posts. And I put a little money aside to use on advertising, even though I didn't have a Facebook ads account. I was just like, I might need this. And I just got to work. You know, I decided I was going to create a lot of content around business, teaching people how to market themselves, mm-hmm. talking about business credit, which eventually is what really helped my brand to take off. Um, and really just helping people sell and, mm-hmm. and make money. And so showing up every single day on live, showing up every single day with my content, it just it just exploded. So, and courses and digital okay, education. Okay. So, and yeah. then, so at this point, where are you? I got two questions. Where were you at financially? That's the question number one. And where were you at as far as social media influence? Why did you have a lot of followers? Small followers? Okay. Oh my God, I didn't exist. I didn't even <laughs> like Instagram. Yeah. So when you didn't I have started, any, you didn't... no. I had maybe three hundred followers. Yeah, three hundred fifty nine. And these are people I went to college with, friends. I mean, I was not in that world at all. But after I lost my job, well, really after I got divorced, after I moved back home, lost my job, 
you know, I was on Instagram myself and I'm like, okay, what are people doing? And I started seeing other people growing followings, talking about things that I knew very well because I had worked in corporate America oh, for like okay. five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know all this, you know, but I didn't see anyone who looked like me mm-hmm. sharing this information. I didn't see anyone who was also a mother or who had been divorced or just gone through what I went through. So I said, well, let me offer my perspective on how to start and scale a business as a black woman who's 28 with kids and just see who's going to relate. Um, and it just started growing. That's it just started good. growing. And the crazy thing is, like, I have my kids in the background. Like, I was in my mom's living room. It was not cute, perfect, nothing like this. You know, <laughs> my kids would be interrupting me in the middle of a live class. But I think people just related. And now I'm at 350,000 followers. That's, this is amazing. <laughs> I got so many things I want to touch on. So, like, <laughs> were you, like... um Financially uh, independent, financially stable at the time? Or are you starting from I was starting from scratch. You know, number one, when you lose a job, it's challenging. Even though I was laid off, that, uh, what is it called? Severance. Severance practice, yeah. Doesn't last. Right. Um, So I had to move back home. I was actually on EBT at the time. So fully on welfare, I was receiving WIC. I had just given birth to twins. They were six months old at the time. Um, So I was still breastfeeding them. And it's so funny you asked me that because, you know, I'm working on my tax returns. And so I have to file for 2021. And a part of my income or my income in 2020 was my WIC and my cash aid Mm -hmm. and my EBT. And so when I'm going through my documents for end of 2020, I'm like, this is insane. You know, Mm -hmm. I literally was at $10,000 for the year income to (laughs) now. Multiple, you know, it's very real. And I'm always super transparent with people about that because you can go from EBT to like millions Million. legally. Legally, yeah, too. Right? Legally. <laughs> not, not, not doing no scam, nothing like that. What so, I, but what I love about this so much is I think what I take note from that is just because I, I want people to understand just because you may be cash, cash poor or cash, yeah. not, not have any cash, that doesn't mean you're broke. Nope. Because you still have information, even though you probably didn't feel like you didn't have no money or anything like that, you still had information. And as long as you got information, you could always make money because you yeah. took your corporate experiences and all the information you learned. You said, you know what? I'm going to sell this now. Mm-hmm. And that's like brilliant. Just so for the people that's listening, yeah. that might be, they feel like they broke as shit. They really might be broke as shit. You but, st- if you got the information, the information is what's going to make you the money. So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the key thing people it should is. take away from that. And that's what I tell people, you know, a lot. Of, so now I have a lot of students and I have courses and mentorship programs and et cetera. And I'm always telling people, your business is like inside of you. It doesn't mean you need to go build a rocket ship. You don't have to become the next uh, Tesla or anything right. like that. You need to just make a list, which is what I did. I made a list of what I knew how to do. Okay, what have I learned in the last five years? working in startups and in financial America, because I worked for American Express. So I made this list of what I knew how to do, leadership, sales, business credit, startups, marketing, finance. And I thought about, okay, from this list, what makes me the most excited and what can I like package up and make digestible for other millennials like me? And that became my business. You Mm. know, my first course was like $15. So I wasn't really selling this for a lot. But once I stayed consistent and really showed people, hey, I can show you how you can do this a little bit better. Here's what I've learned in my day, in my day. And (laughs) here's how you can, you know, implement this into your business. A lot of time, what will make you the most money is going to come from what you already know how to do, what you already like to do. And that's it. 
You just got to put yourself out there. That's game. Yes, Note to y'all. No, that, that, that was game right there. I love that. And I want to ask you, like, so when you were in this place, when you were, you know, plotting on the business, getting everything together, you didn't have nobody saying, like, girl, that's crazy. Like, you really taking your stimulus check. Like, when you're in this financial yeah, position, right, you right. got kids. You could be doing so many other things with that money. But you're starting a business in the middle of the pandemic. Did any, like, what was that like? Did anybody come to you? Like, girl, like, what are you doing? My mom was on my head. <laughs> she was like, Ellie, why don't you just go get a job? Why are you always on your phone? Yada, 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 yada. And then in the meantime, I'm dealing with my ex, you know, just got out of a divorce. So everyone has their opinions about my life at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you just use your degree and go get a job? And here's the thing. I applied to 53 jobs, like in that time frame, and nobody was hiring me. So by the time I got to denial 50, I was like... Okay, we must need to go in (laughs) another direction, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, of course, because I have children, my children receive their own stimulus checks. I think it was like half. So that I put away, you know, Mm -hmm. to be prepared for things. And then we were still receiving EBT at the time. So I felt like if I'm going to take a risk, I'm going to do it with this money that to me felt like free money. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to come. I wasn't going to use any of the very few savings I had or what I was receiving monthly in Mm -hmm. disability payments and unemployment. So I said, let me just use this. And my mom thought I was crazy, but when I told her I made my first million, she was like, million who? (laughs) Million Million. followers? (laughs) I'm like, no, million dollars. Dang. You said we... Go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, like, so how long was it before you made the first 100K? Yes. So I started officially, like, July 2020. Mm -hmm. And by December, I had made about... $28,000. So I really, it was slow, you know? Mm -hmm. I hadn't made a lot of money that first, what is that, five, Five six months? months? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had my first 100K month between like January 20th and February 20th. So it just took took off. off. And by April, end of April, May, I had hit a million dollars. Oh my God. Why do you think it took (laughs) off so so fast? Even though it started off slow and then it took off just so fast. Why do you think that happened? Yeah. So, you know, I really, when I go back and track it, I think it was specifically when I started sharing information about business credits and capital and how businesses can position themselves to get funding, which is something I learned from working at American Express. And, you know, a lot of my audience are young black entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and young black women. And this information usually is not just made available to Mm -hmm. us, you know, how to position yourself to get a loan, to get a line of credit, to get business credit. So I remember one day, it was literally October, and I just made a post about, hey, y'all, here's my business credit score. Here's a few ways you can start building your business credit. And it... At the time, I had like 3,000 followers. Okay. <laughs> but it got like 1,000 likes. And that was a lot That's to a me. Lot. That's like, a lot. Oh, my God. You know, the most average you get is like 10% of how many followers exactly. you get. That's a lot. Right. So that was like a signal to me that this is something people are interested in. So I remember that day, I put my business credit ebook on pre-order for $15. Mm. And it started selling. I remember I had my first $100 day. And then my first $500 day. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I was like, okay, just trying to do something. Uh-oh. So I stayed consistent. I stayed consistent. And that was also when my following experienced the most, um, you know, growth. I was at 4,000 followers at that time, I think, around November. This is 2020? Yeah. Oh. And by January, February, I had passed like 100K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think 
I think people just needed that information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes as a business owner, especially as a black business owner, you don't realize that you don't know something until someone puts it in front of you and you're like, wait, I have Mm -hmm. never heard this explained to me in this way. And I think, too, at that time, a lot of businesses were suffering and were looking for ways to... For funding. It was a it was a perfect now that I think about it, it was a perfect combination of things because we was already going through a pandemic, yeah. people looking mm-hmm. for funding. You got the information on how to get funding. I get and then boom. And then you consistent. And you consistent. And I was consistent. And, and, consistent. and I kept showing up. And I think people knew too that I didn't I really didn't have much to gain by sharing that information. It's not like I was gonna get a piece of their funding. They saw me doing a live with my kids in the background. I'm a business just like you trying to make it. And here's how I can share this information with you so mm. we can all make it, that's, you know? That's crazy. That shows you, though, how timing is everything. everything. Like, you could have, all those things, you could have started right now in 2022, and it might not blew yeah. up just as it did just because the timing just because was off. Yeah. You could have started way earlier. You could have started in 2018 before a pandemic, when the pandemic started, twenty like twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah, around. <laughs> it even started twenty eighteen before a pandemic. People might not really been looking for the information as much. So timing is everything. Timing is everything, and that's real. why I also tell people like really pay attention to the signs, right? Because if I had been thinking, well, I only want to teach what I want to teach, exactly. right. I only want to teach about X Y Z. And I would have not made that post about business credit. But I really just made it because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let me just see what people think about this. And then, boom, and I followed the signs. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we want to start the businesses we want to start, but you need to start the business that your audience wants you to start. You need to start mm-hmm. the business that they need, not the one that you want, because that's how you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not about you. It's about it's the really consumers. Not, yeah. It's about the consumers. But what, what, what signs specifically for the people that's listening that – our listeners can pay attention to and tune into to know, like, all right, I need to go this route. Well, I would definitely say on social media, your engagement, right? So everyone's like, well, I don't want to post content, da 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 But you won't know until you post it. Like, you won't know what people are going to vibe with, what they're going to need until you try different things. That's facts. You know? So something I, like, went through that was my process and that I also teach is to do some market research before. Mm-hmm. So I knew people needed business information. I knew a lot of black business owners were struggling with funding. I mean, we start, black women specifically start the most businesses yearly, period. Mm -hmm. But we end up with less than half the Mm -hmm. revenue of our white counterparts, Mm -hmm. you know, because we don't get funding. So I knew this was an issue. Um, So you can do market research with places like askthepublic.com to see what kinds of questions people are asking about a certain topic that kind of will give you your window of where you can stay in and then start posting, create content, go live. Like we're in a time where you can literally live at your mom's house, (laughs) pick up your phone and change your life. And you're not just saying that, you know, from experience, like this is never, and I didn't have to be naked. Right. <laughs> you don't have to do only, I mean, no shade. No shade, right, right. However right. you get it, how you get, live. Facts. <laughs> but <laughs> you can literally do this by deciding, you know what, let me see if they're going to respond to this. Let me try this today. Let me do this mm-hmm. today. And pay attention. This got more likes and shares than others, so I'm going to stick with that. Consistency goes a long way. It definitely mm. does. So, I mean, I know everybody's waiting on this part. Let's get into the funding. So, yes. talk to the people. Like, what are some ways they can start getting funding for their business? So, I would definitely say every business needs to be building business credit. Like, that's a number one. So, from the moment you form your LLC, which all y'all need an LLC, 
please don't. No shade to side hustles, but side mm -hmm. hustles can't get business funding. Okay, so you want to make your business official, get an LLC, get an EIN, get your DUNS number. Now you also need a UEI number if you want to get business grants and get a business bank account. Mm. So from there, you want to make sure that any sales that come into your business get reported in that business bank account. Mm. That's going to be one of the ways you really establish that your business is profitable. profitable. Even mm -hmm. if you're just making $2,000 a month, month. Banks just need to see some type of track record so they can lend to you based off of that. And then as well, you want to start building your business credit with places like um, Uline, get you mm -hmm. an Amazon line of credit, a gas mm. card, you know, small things like that start to build up your score. And then after about three months of building consistently and making your payments, you're in a good position to get a business credit card, a business line of credit. And all these things report just to your business credit. So I had really bad credit mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. maybe like a 550 or something, <laughs> just really bad credit. So I wasn't getting approved for anything personally, but because I was building my business credit, I was able to get my first business credit card, my business line of credit that I used to start my Airbnbs, all of this under my business name. So I think um, what also really helped people to trust me and trust my business is they saw me accomplishing more and getting funding from my business at the same time teaching them. Teaching them Here's, how to do Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that would be one of the first things people should do is to build that foundation, document all your business income, really make sure it's clean. And yeah, then apply for these lines of credit, whatever industry you're in, e-commerce, podcasting, every business can build business credit. So I want to ask you, because I know there's this stigma around business credit that, you know, if I get it in my business name, I am not liable at all, has nothing to do with my personal, this, that, and the third. So can you go into that and let people know how realistic that actually is? So you still have to make your payments, y'all, please. It doesn't <laughs> just disappear. And I think that's a big thing. People think business credit means you just all of a sudden don't have to pay it back. You don't have to pay it back. No, but you definitely do because <laughs> lenders still want their yeah. money. You know, I would just say that, of course, it's not connected to you personally, but it can be. If you default, they're going to go after somebody, you know, right, and right, of course, right. this is why businesses end up filing bankruptcy and things like that. So there is that, but you're still responsible to make your payments. You're still responsible to be responsible. You know, we don't go out and get funding just to eventually have our business shut down. You know, mm -hmm. I always want to remind people before you even go get the line of credit, have a plan. What are you going to use this money for? What are you going to use it for? Exactly. You know, what is this going to go towards? How are you going to leverage it to make more money? So when I've used business credit for my own business or to start other businesses, it's very clear. Like, I'm going to put 10000 here, and it should help me make X thousands per month. That's mm -hmm. number one. You know, I think a lot of the times... There's this flashy culture, of course, where people yes. just want to say they got this whole big approval and show all this money. Yep. But what was the plan with the money? Yes, right. And now you're trying to figure out how to make your payments. Yes, exactly. Man, that's all. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. Definitely, there's a lot of freedom with business credit, but you have to be responsible. You got to be responsible. And that's yeah. No, that's facts. We're going we gonna to get more into that. Before we uh, continue on, we're going to go into our first sponsor. Okay. Are you looking for a simple way to increase your monthly income and jumpstart your journey to financial freedom? We've cracked the code to Amazon's multi-billion dollar marketplace, and we want to introduce this lucrative opportunity to you. It's called dropshipping, and it's one of the most lucrative ways to passively make money online. 
What's mind-blowing is that it requires zero inventory. Our DFY Commerce team has created a turnkey system to bring our preferred clients a six to seven figure passive income stream. And the beauty is the process is simple. One, we will build and launch your store on Amazon. Two, our team researches, curates, and lists product for you. Three, we continually optimize your store to maximize profits. Four, our team fulfills all of your orders and customer service inquiries. The potential is endless with DFY Commerce. We are strategically looking for serious clients who are equally excited and serious about growing their income portfolio and want you to get in touch with one of our DFY Commerce team members today. Schedule a free, no obligation consultation, which will include a detailed revenue projection. So I, I want to ask you, so uh, during the time frame you was a corporate, first, how long were you in a, uh, working in corporate America? Yeah, so um, I started at American Express like 2014 after okay. I got out of college. Okay. And then from there, I moved to like a startup company that was in the financial tech world. So we provided yeah. life fintech insurance, company. fintech, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was there for about, I want to say three and a half years, and I was director of sales. So okay. I was kind of over the whole sales department. Um, and I was there for about three and a half years, and that was actually the company I got laid off from. I mean, I love my bosses, but as you they yeah, just had to shut down, you know. Um, so with all of that experience, I knew a lot about I worked in the business department at American Express too. So I specifically was helping lenders, I mean, uh, business owners to get approved for the black card, for the platinum card, for American Express's business loan program. So mm -hmm. I was already involved in that. And then when I went into FinTech, I was learning even more about financial literacy for businesses. Of course, I'm also a life insurance producer, so I knew a lot about Are that. You all, okay. Yeah, yeah you so. Are, you want it. Yes, and it was, it was like, I have all this stuff. The credentials. You know, the credentials. Let me now, instead of giving it to an employer who wasn't hiring me, I kept applying. Let me see how I can package this up and give it to small businesses who probably need this information a little bit more, you know? Mm. What, what was the most valuable lesson you learned during that time period where you feel like most people that don't have that connection to corporate that, 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 that they're not privy to as far as information? Hmm. I would definitely say, you know, making the transition out of a job into business, the easiest way to do that is to become a consultant, to start consulting. And that's what I did, essentially. So looking at, too. you know, how so no, no job is paying me for my knowledge right now. Mm -hmm. So how can I find one to two people to pay me for my knowledge directly? Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest way, even if you're in customer service, if you can't find a customer service job, there are tons of small businesses who need someone to do customer service. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're an assistant, a virtual assistant, I mean, that industry is like blowing, blowing up right up. now, yep. you know? So I think that goes back to the list. What can you do that other people need? Mm -hmm. And instead of feeling, I think a lot of people feel like jobs are the only place that will pay you but that's just not the case you know you can go direct to the source which are other small businesses and you know there you go start mm. making money and this is one of the reasons why i'm not um i'm not anti-job i know right. a lot of entrepreneurs they're very like anti-job leave your job all the time but i am from my perspective 
I think a job can be a good stepping stone yeah. if you acquiring the right information so you could mm-hmm. use that as a gateway to get out and do your own thing if that's what you want to do. Yeah, and I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely agree. You could take a if you spend five years at a job, especially if they're teaching you valuable things, you learn valuable things. Like you need to soak that shit up. Uh, yeah. take, soak it all <laughs> up. Soak it all, <laughs> all of it. And I would say too, while you're at a job, and this is a mistake I made because my job was paying me while it was a six figure job, but I was spending all my money. You're right. And you know, living in LA. Oh Lord. It get crazy. I didn't have nothing left. <laughs> it get crazy. So what I would say is like, if you have a job, have a side hustle, do something on the side, start a little LLC, even if it's an e-commerce store, selling right. t-shirts and also start building a brand, right? Mm-hmm. I could have started providing this information even while working at my job, just started branding myself. But I wasn't thinking. You wasn't ahead, thinking ahead. You're right. You know. All right. So it's really important to think ahead, so that way, if something like that happens, because we never plan to get laid off, but jobs do what they want. Right. You know, then you have something to fall back on, where you're not left destitute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. One source and, income. You know, I mean, one right. One source too close. To too close enough. Yeah. yeah. And no, you 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 talking some um, real stuff like just. I was, it's crazy because I was literally thinking today, I was in the shower, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man. <laughs> the shower is the best place right. in the shower. I was thinking, I'm, <laughs> like, deep thoughts. I'm like, the fact that, because I was just thinking about the podcast, I'm like, we started this podcast before podcasting was popular. I know. And I'm like, I know, and I didn't, we didn't have no social media following. So wow. I'm like, if we tried to duplicate that right now, it would have been, way. it would have been a hundred times harder. harder. Just the fact <laughs> that we thought ahead and we like, let's do this right now. We got... Three years in the game ahead of people. Yeah. Three years of momentum and consistency mm-hmm. and the audience and all that. So, so dope. starting ahead, yeah. that's really like the key to life. If it you're really is. trying to win, like early on, you need to you need to get a wave before everybody else get it. Yep, mm-hmm. you do. No, and real. I feel like that's trusting that feeling. You know, right. like we all get a little feeling like I should do this. You know, we gotta trust mm-hmm. that. No nah, facts. You know, so much of our fear I feel like holds us back, but you gotta trust that because that's. Your sign. Yeah, like, it is. y'all were supposed to do this podcast. Yeah, right. You folks. know, it wasn't for anybody else. So, mm. yeah. No, that's like, <laughs> super deep. Not for I love real. it. So, I want to get into something, you know, I'll be seeing on social media all the time. Oh. And everybody want to know how they get the G Wagon with the business <laughs> credit. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Talk to the people. Let them know. Like, how can you get your G Wagon with the business credit? <laughs> Listen, let me say this, okay? A G-Wagon is a very expensive car. Yes, it is. And I understand it's very exciting, but please, if you can't make the monthly payment, <laughs> please don't get a G-Wagon. <laughs> okay. No, because no, I don't want anybody going into oh, debt, right. selling uh, their house, selling a kitty. Uh, I got the G-Wagon in my business name. One, well, I can afford it. That's one. But also because I needed the tax write-off. So it was really key for me to make some kind of purchase like that in order to write it off. So let me explain that. Because that car is over 6,000 pounds, when I purchased that in my business name using Section 129 of the tax code, we're able to write off that purchase price. So for me, it was a good business decision tax-wise, and then also I can use it as, like, marketing in my Mm -hmm. business. But so for the average business owner, you know, I always say this. I recommend you do buy cars in your business name. But again, 
a G-Wagon is a very expensive car. (laughs) Please don't stress yourself about getting that as your first car in your business name. You know, you can buy a Honda, a Jeep, so many things in your business name. And the key is, again, having that LLC, you want to have it for at least a year at that point. Nine months to a year is what I say. Mm -hmm. Have a good business credit score, so you want to be building along the way. You want to have at least three months of bank statements for your business. And again, those bank statements need to be able to cover that payment. So if it's a $400 payment, you want to be making enough to where your business can take care of that so that you don't have to be like the personal, exactly the personal guarantor on the loan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's two ways to really get the car in your business name. You can go straight to the dealership. And by doing that, you would call and ask to speak with the commercial lending department so they can get prepared and, you know, start finding loans for you in your business name. The other way is to go get outside funding mm-hmm. from a place like Navy Federal Credit Union or Chase or Bank of America. They have commercial auto loan programs and you get the money, bring the bring check it. to the dealership and just buy it that way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, both work. Typically, when you get the money outside, it's a little bit less of an interest rate than mm-hmm. when you get financed in the dealership. But in both situations, you have to make sure you can afford it. Mm-hmm. All right? I don't... Yes. Yeah, you got to make sure. <laughs> Everybody want a yeah, G-Wag. Yeah, yeah. You can't nobody afford it. And gas so damn high right now. I don't you need... Don't need you, know, you ain't even really missing oh gas. Oh, my gosh. Gas is so crazy. Gas is crazy. You know, but one other thing about buying cars and putting it in your business name is being able to rent them on Turo. So right. one of my cars I bought last year, my Escalade, is currently on Turo. I don't really drive it. I have another car on Turo. I haven't put my G-Wagon on Turo yeah, yet. You ain't I'm doing like, that. You're like, oh, this thing. costs too much. <laughs> Ain't nobody messing this up. No, this costs too much. Let me, mm. let me hold off. But that's another way to make an investment into your business, but then also have another source of income. And again, that's leveraging your business credit. Mm -hmm. So you're not just buying it just to say I have it, but okay, how can I make money from this and make it make sense? Exactly. Yeah. And I wanted to go into tax write-offs actually, because it's something I've seen you talk about on Instagram pretty often, but what are going to be those high ticket tax write-offs for the average business? You know, when they're maybe filing their taxes for the first time, what are some of those things they really need to hit on? Ooh, well, definitely meals. You can write off your meals. And if y'all are like me, I eat a lot. So, boom. As well, things like your rent. If you're renting a studio or something, even if you have a home office, you are able to write off a percentage of your monthly rent based on the amount of space that your home office is. Um, As well, travel. And Mm -hmm. that can be even if you're traveling from your house to your office Um, If you're getting on a plane to come and do something like this, all of that can be written off. And it's so, this is why I say it's so important to have your business bank account and have all those transactions coming out of there. Because when you link it with QuickBooks or you hire an accountant, they need to be able to track every single dollar so you don't pay the IRS more than you need to. Mm -hmm. Because taxes are crazy. And I will say, like, as exciting as it was to make a million dollars and plus, I didn't like the tax. I didn't like that. Especially living in Cali. Shoot. It still Christ. just hurts my That's heart. That's one of the reasons we move. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Listen. It's too high. It's, it's wilding. They damn near taking 50 cents every dollar you make. It's wilding. Yeah, it is. But you know, also your phone is a tax write-off. Any mm-hmm. of the things you pay for for social media are tax write-offs. Um, when you pay for advertising, that's a tax write-off. Your internet can be a tax write-off. You know, really, this country is set up, and the tax code is really set up to favor business owners. Right. I think a lot of people just don't realize that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. This is why, unfortunately, W-2 employees get charged so much in taxes, 
And they could, y'all, listen, they could lower <laughs> their tax bill so much if they just started an LLC. That's facts. And started writing off. No, they could. I mean, yep. that's why I always say on Twitter, I always say, because you always see people on social media complaining about how billionaires or people not paying taxes or whatever. I'm like, y'all, this country is built for business owners. They got all the advantages. So if you don't, I don't want to say you don't want to pay game. taxes, but yeah. if you're right, if you want to find the loopholes, you got to play the game to yeah. get to the loopholes. Don't be mad. If you don't, don't be mad. <laughs> you're just playing the wrong game. You got to yeah. understand what they say. They used to tell us in the military, understand the laws of the land. You got to mm. understand the laws of the land and where you at. And if you're really trying to excel where you at, you need to play the game accordingly. Exactly. You got. You like can't that. be like, some people be like, they just don't want to accept the fact it is what it is. They feel like they just going to change it. Like, yo, no. this country been fucking forever. You're not going to change. Excuse my language, too. Y'all got kids watching. <laughs> yeah. around. But like, but you're it's, not true. Gonna, it's true. You're not going to yo Yo, one person mindset, you're not going to change all this. So nope. if you really want to win, Excel, just play the game. Might to as the well best play way. the game. Yep. And I really like that you said that because for me, I had to make that mindset shift. You know, I'm the first black millionaire in my family. Mm, and That's big. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been huge, but it's also been a huge mindset shift. You know, my mom, my dad, they have always been of the opinion like, oh, it's set up against us. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. we can't, you know, oh, it's not fair. And yep. I was like that. Me and too. then when I started making money and seeing it from the other side, it's like, it's not about it not being fair. Which game are you going to play? Exactly. exactly. That's all it comes down to. You know, which game are you going to play? That's all it comes down to. You know, to. so when I'm trying to talk to my parents, specifically my mom, you know, because she real, <laughs> she be getting active. <laughs> you know, we're trying to make her see a different side of things, even when it comes to just, you know, sharing money with my family. And I'm like, well... It has to make sense. We have to do this in such a way where it can still be a write-off to my business and I can help you achieve what you want to achieve, you know? It's very interesting trying to get them to shift the mindset when it's generational. It's generational. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know? It's if hard. everyone's been thinking a certain way and then here comes this young exactly. little millionaire mm-hmm. trying to change everyone's mindset is different. I already mm-hmm. know. I used to think... I. I was. I used to think the same way because that was a similar environment that I came in. You hear those things a lot, and then yeah. I joined the military. I started traveling. You got access to different things, different people, different conversations. And one day I was just like, "Man, it's nothing I can't do. I gotta stop making excuses. <laughs> yeah. I could do whatever for real. Like, ain't nobody holding me back. Ain't nobody. no damn secret puppet someone that's like, you know what? You can't succeed because you're young and black. Once yeah. I accepted that, say. like. <laughs> I know I could do whatever I want and nothing hold me back. I'm yeah. like, let me stop playing. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, but so. I also want to say, because like how you were saying, how it's generations of people having that mentality that they're being held back. You're now that one person who just started generations of people who think You're right. otherwise. I know. So that's the key thing oh, people need to look it's at. It's super yeah. deep. Like, I just got chills, right? That's, that's facts. <laughs> you know? That's facts. That's when people facts. talk about like, being a generational curse breaker, Mm. it's very real, Mm -hmm. but it's also really heavy. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember when I first hired a financial planner, I was just like crying because I think there's a lot of feelings that come with making that much money in a short period of time and trying to figure out what to do next and realizing this huge responsibility I felt like that I had as well, Mm -hmm. um, having made that much money, you know, but I am doing everything I'm doing Buying property, hiring financial planners, learning all this, getting a trust, getting an estate, things I did not have, things my mom, parents probably couldn't tell me about so that it's normal for my kids Mm -hmm. and then it's normal for their kids. Like we all have trust. 
we all have properties. Everyone has an investment account, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Things I didn't grow up into, my kids about to be set. No, that's amazing. I love to see that. I love to hear that. And I got, I got a couple more things I want to touch on, but before we get to that, we're going to go to our next sponsor real quick. Okay. Hey, you guys. Making money outside of your 9 to 5 or your main income stream sometimes can be tough as you have limited amount of time, energy, and money. But when you invest in starting a car rental business, all of those excuses get thrown right in the trash. The car rental business is one of the easiest ways to start generating four to five figures a month in passive income. And it just got easier with the help of the car rental blueprint. The car rental blueprint provides information and systems you need to skip the headaches and get straight to the cash flow. You'll learn how to start, scale, and automate your car rental business quickly, even if you have limited time, money, or perfect credit. So click the link in the show notes and use the code MMPOD to get 50% off. And when the cash flow starts filling up your bank account, thank us later. Now let's get back to another amazing episode. And if you want to learn more about the car rental business, go check out episode 142 with special guest Brian. So I want to ask you, like you say, the first millionaire in your family. So for the uh, social media is billions of people on social media. Since having a young black woman here, people, I feel like people want to know the perspective of being a millionaire, what it feels like, what's it like. So from your point of view, what is something like, I could say like, um, what is the biggest lesson you learned since you become a millionaire that mm. you could you could try to explain to the average person? Ooh, let me think. The biggest lesson I've learned. Well, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is that, like, a million is not as much as we always right. think it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they hate when people say I that. know, I know. And it's like, I know because even me, if I would have heard someone when I was broke, I would have been like, the fuck you talking about? You know, but, and, and what I mean by that is don't blow it, right? right? Mm-hmm. So it's not enough to just do whatever you want to do because it will go away very quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I've learned is that I have to look at ways, you know, if you want to, if you want to become a millionaire, be more focused on staying a millionaire, Mm -hmm. right? Because touching that first million is one thing, but then how do we duplicate it and how do we keep it? Because money goes, goes you know, um, I think for me too, once I started to see that I was making this money, I didn't want to succumb to like lifestyle inflation, mm. you know, because I could have definitely afforded to live anywhere. Anywhere, however you want. You know, I could have bought, went and bought all these bags and mm. just done everything. But I had to think, okay, how will me buying this help me to make more money? You know, so it was almost. I wouldn't say that I haven't that I didn't enjoy the money because I did, but I think I didn't just allow myself to just blow it and spend it in any kind of way because I really wanted to make sure that it would stay, you know, especially for my kids. So that's what I mean by when I say a million is not as much as we think it is, because if Mm -hmm. you want to go and spend it on flashy bags and cars and houses, it's gone, right? But if you set a plan for it, like, okay, let me set this much aside to investing, let me open up a couple Airbnbs, let me buy a house. Now that million is doing something completely different, right? Mm. That can bring you back more Mm. money. I think that's a gem. I hope that didn't go over people here. Like, yeah. it's okay to spend money, but once you spend it, I think having a perspective is if I spend this and buy this house, it's going to make me more money. Exactly. And that don't mean you can't spend nothing because you can go out and get you a nice car, a nice, yeah, and you can use that as, you, she got the G-Wagon. You can use those things as marketing tools exactly. to generate more income. But 
we all know if something's not going to make us money. Like, you know, you're going to blow this bag on something we crazy. Know. You know. We know. So that's a good way to think about it. And yeah. something I did, too, because, I mean, I like to buy nice bags, but something I started implementing for myself is, okay, if I want to go buy this $5,000 bag, I either need to make three times that in a certain period of time, or I need to create another income stream that can help me to help buy, it. Buy, help mm-hmm. buy it. So that ended up being why I started some Airbnbs. That's why I also bought a semi truck. So well, you and everything, you know, you know. So once I established that, and that made me that four thousand or five thousand, then I felt okay with going to buy the bag. Mm. So you know, I think that's just a certain level of discipline. And it's not easy, you no, know. It's, it's definitely not mm-hmm. easy, but I feel like. If we say, I'm going to make another stream of income before I go splurge, you will never be broke. Mm-hmm. That's fact. You'll never be broke. Let, so, let okay. your passive income buy stuff. Yeah. I want to ask you um, on the same lines of passive income because, you know, got the business, you got to move in. So at what point did you start venturing out into those other streams? And, like, how did you scale that up? Because you're in Airbnbs, rental cars, trucking, trucking yeah. but you can't do it all at once. You know, you got to do it the right way. So how did you scale it up to that point? Um, so I would definitely say I started putting people in place. I started delegating and getting mm-hmm. a team. At the beginning, I was trying to do everything myself. I was my own customer service, my own content, my own everything. And I was staying up till 4 a.m. Right. Trying to figure <laughs> all this out. But once I, you know, I have a property manager who handles my Airbnbs. And then I've partnered with someone for my truck. And I also have Airbnbs out of the country. And so I've partnered with someone to do that. So, you know, I really look at, and then in my own team, I have an amazing team that can help me. You know, I realize I accomplish more, will accomplish more in general when you have people in place. place, You know, putting people who like, that's their zone of genius to handle project management, customer service, property management, et cetera, and et cetera, then I can just drive the boat and look at, okay, what's the next thing that I'm going to acquire? You know, I think the shift I had to make is I was scared to start paying people because I felt like my money would go down. You know, I was like, let me just do it myself. (laughs) I don't need to hire somebody. Right. But once I did start putting people in place, I actually made more money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of business owners will find is once you just give that job to someone and that's all they do you can focus on other things exactly mm. you don't start making more. Your business yeah. forever yeah. yeah you're not you're definitely not and i want to ask you this this is my uh final question nick it's regarding um branding and social media with you blowing your brand blowing up pretty much overnight mm-hmm. i want to ask you what is the the biggest piece of value you could get someone if they want to do something similar regarding blowing up their brand outside of consistency because you got people i know what people will say Man, I post every day, and I still, I, only, I still only got two thousand followers. So it just, I got to do something more than just being consistent. So, what would you say to that? Wow, um, I would definitely say you're right. Consistency is mm-hmm. not always the key. It's about consistency in like what people actually want and what's bringing value. So, for the person who's posting every day and is not mm-hmm. seeing any growth. It might be time to change directions. Yep. You know, it might. Maybe you're posting, like we said earlier, what you want to post every day. Maybe you're posting what you think people want, but you haven't actually looked at what do people need to know about your business. So my kind of formula for my content and just everything is your post should always be educational. So mm-hmm. how do you educate your audience about 
what you sell, what you do, your business niche, your industry. They should always be inspirational, mm-hmm. too, because yep. this is how you really connect with people. Yep. So whether that's a motivational video or a quote or just you going live and talking about the realness that is, you know, your day. Um, and they should always convert, you know. And what that means is you got to tell people what you sell because I think a lot of people don't want to sell too much. Yeah. Or something. It's like, so I'm it's- sorry. We're here, to, we're here to make money. So exactly. you've got to let people know, here's what I have for you. Here's how my business can help you. Click the link in my bio and go grab it. You know, mm-hmm. And I think with that mixture, it gives people another dynamic to your page. You mm. know, And they see they're learning from you. They're also feeling inspired by you. And they're seeing like, okay, if I need an answer to this question, here's where I'm going to go. Mm. You 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 can't. Hey, we we gonna have to do this again. <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we could go for another I hour, hour really and a half for real. This, this was, was so no, it this was fast too. Nah, it, it really did. did. We almost had a, we almost had an hour, so it definitely went. Uh, damn, yeah. that's crazy. We gotta do this again. But we before, yeah, yeah, before we before we wrap up, I just want to say, me and Deanna, we greatly, 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 yeah. greatly appreciate you flying out here to get this done to chop it up. Like I said, this was this episode gonna go crazy. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, this one this this one go crazy. But <laughs> before excited. we let you go, do you mind? In, Plugging all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, yes. buy products, buy yes. everything. You know, it. just support, yeah. support the business. Yeah. Um, so, you guys, you can find me everywhere at Ellie Talks Money on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and then EllieTalksMoney.com is my website. Um, you guys can also text me. So, text the word wealth to 310 564 0065, and I'll send you guys a link to my free business webinar. Mm. So, I host these webinars consistently, and I would love to see y'all in there so I can help y'all get this money. Get that money, get that, get that money. money. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Definitely. And, D, what's your uh, info before we wrap up? And you can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter, Deanna S. Kent, and uh, TikTok, Deanna Kent. I love it. <laughs> love it. And you can find me on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever else is out there, at Xavier C. Miller. And you can, can follow the keys to podcasting. And you can get <laughs> my new course, the keys to podcasting course that's available. That's out right now. That link is in the bio. Matter of fact, I need to make a commercial after this. You do. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You get that too. And that's all we got for you. And you can follow the Main Mindsets podcast on all platforms. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in this episode. See you guys next episode. Yes. Peace. You gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some games, every y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.